This is Energy of Business Moments with Michael Seip, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant people on the planet. Hear their stories and get the most important business lessons they have learned on their road to success and get exclusive advice on how to implement their business success into your life and business. Energy of Business Moments is brought to you by the Strategic Advisor Board and your host, Michael Seip. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Strategic Advisor Board Energy of Business Moments podcast. I am Michael Seip, your host. And today I have Jimmy Weeks of Internet Strategy Labs, which has been around for a number of years. And they provide a service of helping e-commerce platforms do analytics on the products that they sell. So, Jimmy, welcome to the show, and tell us a little bit about who you are, how you got into the business, and how long you've been in the business. All right. Hi, Michael. Um, Been in business. uh, Started a uh, web development agency in 2001, um, 11 days before 9-11, so started out very challenging. Nobody was interested in, in websites and stuff. Uh, you know, we started, yeah, building websites and about 14 years after that, um, we had grown to a pretty large agency and, um, basically, uh, through some, um, uh, decisions, we decided to close down our agency and we started building dashboards. Um, we wanted that transparency that if we say, Hey, Google says your mobile page load is really horrible. Uh, we didn't want to say, we build websites. So we wanted that non-bias. Here's the data. And we just wanted to be able to become advocates and build trust. And we can now do that really fast because people understand that we're basically here to help with data and make sure that business owners and you know our special focus with veterans and military spouse know when we give them data it is true and accurate data. And then we either help them fix it or we help them find vetted people to help them fix it. So that's kind of been our our history and where we came from. During Desert Storm, I so I was uh, medical administration when I was in the Air Force and I got my jump wings. So I was able to go when I went overseas, I got attached to a pararescue squadron and I wanted to be able to go out and fly when we had to go pick up a patient and jump out of an airplane. But my bosses wouldn't let me go because I had to do all my paperwork beforehand. So, you know, when you go you know, you pick up a patient, you have their uh, armband for their medications, you have uh, blank radiology scripts, lab scripts, patient ID tags. And he said, hey, if you could get all of this stuff programmed and ready to go very quick, then you can fly with us. So I built a software program on a three and a quarter inch disc that was basically a word Excel mail merge where I put in all of their information in one row and it would print out about 15 different forms. And I was able to take that packet and go fly on the plane and it got approved for an Air Force suggestion program initiative, got um, deployed and sent worldwide. So all the aeromedical evacuation units started using it. And so it was kind of then that I really got the bug doing platform integration process improvement and kind of took that along with me and fast forward to a software company, um, still kind of doing the same kind of stuff. 
Yeah, that's a fascinating story to go back that far into 1991 timeframe yeah. and think about like, hey, how can we modernize? And software was still relatively new. Yeah. And so for you to be able to take, see a need yeah, and then implement something that actually worked and was then replicated and used throughout the, the yeah. world at various sites is pretty cool. Yeah. And then that obviously gave you some of the sort of the background, if you will, to continue to iterate, to continue to innovate and uh, then provide the company that you have today. That sounds great. Yeah. And I, I mean, I didn't get a patent for it, but I, I think I, I got a meritorious service medal for it, but which is pretty cool, but just couldn't monetize that one. So yeah, right. (laughs) Right. No, that's a pretty notable uh, achievement at that, at that rank. Um, Not many people get that at all. So that's uh, that's a pretty good achievement piece. Thanks. Well, um, so tell us a little bit more about, you know, your business side, because for, for a lot of people, they hear data, but when I say data, a lot of people don't know that there's a lot of information to be gleaned from that data, but even more so what's actionable data. So when you do the analytics for people on their you know, websites or their products mm-hmm. they're selling on the e-commerce side, could you share a little bit about the actionable information that yeah. so the 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 first part about it is just collecting the data right and what most people don't know is they have data warehouses in lots of different places you know you have your google website uh and your google analytics data and then if you have a google map you have a bunch of data in there like what zip codes people are using and what keywords they're using to search and you have your LinkedIn data. So what we have done historically is we find all that data and we put it in one big, you know, data warehouse. And then most dashboards, you have to kind of know what data you want to go find. And we are not that way. We are 100% pre-built. We use our two decades of experience, we know what data you want and we know what data is actionable for your business. So we will take your Google Analytics website visits by city and then we will take your Google My Business searches by zip code and we'll present that to you so you can see where your data, uh, where your people are searching in zip codes and then you that's the actionable data and you say oh you know what nobody in laguna beach is searching for us and that's an opportunity for us and so that's kind of how we we first we pull in all the data then we show you where the actionable data needs to come from and i keep asking our developers are we doing AI yet? And they're like, no, 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 Jimmy. This is, we're, we're not there yet. The amount of data that we need to churn is unimaginable, but we're doing business intelligence. And so we're finding, like if you have traffic coming in from Shanghai and it's all desktop because spammers and hackers don't send you, don't send visits to your website from a mobile phone, right? So criteria one, Shanghai. Do you do business there? No. Is it all desktop? Yes. Is it a 100% bounce rate? Yes. Is it zero time on site? Yes. And so we do that with every visit, uh, every city that comes in, in country. So then we give you a report and say, this is all the traffic you should look for. Um, so we have a lot of business intelligence because I can handle about 25 clients a month and give them the attention they need. But our dashboard 
because even though it's only business intelligence, it can still churn a ton of information and automate. It can send you emails when it sees issues. It can send you an SMS text message if your paid ads is losing money. So we've we've made it to where we can be largely replaced. And that's, I mean, that software is a, as a service, right? It's it's a software servicing you. So Jimmy Weeks can have time to, you know, enjoy life a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Right. No, that's great. And, you know, when I, I love hearing companies innovate. And so basically what you have done is you've taken the brain power of doing the hand sort of computations mm-hmm. or the hand analysis and then automated that into a software as a service. Yeah. And so that allows obviously a business to scale. Yeah. And and to service more people and provide a level of expertise that's really unique and and much faster than mm-hmm. right than than the hands on kind of approach. That still means that the programmers, the developers, have to know the analytics that they're looking for yeah, to yeah. build you know action, that actionable and valuable information to to act on. So that's that's yeah. a great service you got there. Wonderful. Yeah, a lot of it. Um, so historically, the DNA of our company was in franchise. That's where we started in franchise. And we were building websites and doing SEO and heat mapping and advanced analytics. And a lot of our um, brand clients wanted to be able to look at data on a very large scale. So our first dashboards, we were pulling in hundreds of Google My Business hundreds of Facebook pages and hundreds of microsites. And that was kind of our DNA. Um, And when COVID happened, a lot of our customers, our clients, our brand clients couldn't afford their agencies. So, but they still needed the data. So we were able to create a lot of those filters and automations and SMS alerts so they could get our data and they still had people that could act upon that data and didn't need to rely as heavily on agencies. And a big light bulb went on for us to continue with those automations and try to remove the need for the heavy coaching. And so fast forward today, somebody goes in and signs up for our platform. Within about 10 minutes, they can get a checklist of actionable items they can work on and they can log in when they fix them. So when we rerun the audit, we can measure that against their baseline. So the time that we do get to have now, it's in the fun troubleshooting. And, you know, we had a client, um, I think you may know Nathan Rocklin um, from Squadron Nostalgia. They built a new C-17 Globemaster and he had a whole bunch of interest in it. It was getting added to the cart and all of his thousand products, he had like a, I don't remember what it was, a 12 or 15% purchase. If 12 to 15% people would purchase almost every product. And he had a zero, big goose egg. And he found out that the purchase button on that particular page had an issue. So, you know, you'd never find that looking at thousands of products in Google Analytics and our dashboard kind of illuminated it pretty quickly. So he didn't need any help from anybody to go in and figure out what that issue was and fix it. Yeah. Yeah. Having that automated ability to 
to track something broken. Yeah. Um, nope. People yeah. wouldn't track for maybe a couple of weeks or something, you know, right. how it's, many sales lost? Yeah. That? Yeah. And then when is somebody looking at thousands of products? You know? Right. <laughs> yeah, right. exactly. Good. Well, that, that really paints a clear picture of the service you guys provide. And, and it's, it's wonderful to see that kind of iteration go along and mm-hmm. some, you know, stories on that. Well, as far as stories go, when we talk about the energy of running a business, right, we can have some ups and sure. we can have some downs. And when I talk about those ups and downs, I, I like to explain that when I talk about the energy of that up and down, it's the thoughts that we think, the corresponding emotion we feel when we think some of those thoughts, yeah. and then the behavior or action we take. So if we're frustrated because we've lost customers or we're you know, ecstatic about a new product launch, you know, all these things contribute to our overall energy. But from running a business perspective, Mm -hmm. you know, it can have some even additional ups and downs. So Jimmy, would you please share with us maybe a low that you've had in your business? You've been around for a while, so I'm sure you've had a couple. (laughs) How much time do we have? Yes. Here was a big one. As, as I said, our DNA uh, kind of started in franchise from um, a marketing analytics standpoint. And the big value of our platform was collecting data from hundreds of different sources for a specific brand. Um, so that was our DNA, the multi-location. It's really hard to bring on new clients in the franchise space. Uh, you know, brands have directors of marketing who maybe don't want you in their business, so to speak, pointing at inefficiencies possibly, nor do the agencies want you in their business, maybe illuminating inefficiencies there and being in the middle of their relationship with their customer. And when COVID happened and we started working along on a lot of these automations, we started seeing um a faster market where we could help more people faster. And that has been in e-commerce because it's just, it's an easier situation. They're doing more of the marketing and many times themselves. So there isn't as much red tape. So we just lost a 160 location franchise because it was really challenging to show them the value because they didn't have the ability to go in and make a lot of those changes brand wide with all the, you know, steps that needed to be happened in the brand. So we're kind of walking away from how our company started and losing clients is never easy. And that's kind of taken a toll on us as a company, but the the shiny part of that is we're we're doing we're the fun part the highlight is being able to help somebody like Nathan and spend an hour and fix something that had been bothering him and his business for some time. So you you, you so that was kind of that was one of the low points is just the the DNA of how our company started is shifting and even though there's a positive outcome to it it's 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 a little stressful and it's a little kind of makes you a little melancholy that's maybe not the right word but that's the feeling yeah well that's interesting you talk about that because all companies you know they have to innovate or they die yeah right 
And so sometimes there are some significant growing pains to, uh, in that innovation space of pivoting yeah. to a new platform or new service. And, and yeah, it makes sense that if you've lost some long-term clients mm -hmm. because you're shifting to a new model, yeah. you know, that, that would be kind of a low point. And, um, and then sometimes people wonder, is that, is this change really worth it? And is it sustainable? Like, yeah. can I keep going? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good. Well, thanks for sharing that piece. Um, obviously on the flip side to that is the opportunity to like really provide top-notch service or just have that moment in a leadership position yeah. where, you know, something wonderful has happened. How about a high moment for you as a business owner? Very recently. So we hired um, a short time ago, we hired a uh, sales manager and he has decades of software sales in the franchise space. And so he came in thinking he's going to help us go uh, find more franchise clients. And we sat in on some demos with other e-commerce clients and we got off the phone and, you know, we usually call each other and like we couldn't get through because one person is calling the other person. And he was like, why do we not have more of these clients? So it was a really big aha moment when I was feeling really, you know, sad that we're not onboarding more franchise clients. And he's like, I have never seen data like this. He goes, this is what I want to sell. He goes, we can show somebody how to improve their business with just with clicks and a little bit of work that they know how to do. Um, and so that was a big, that was a big like, yeah. So he has been, he's been very pivotal on me changing the focus of our company so much so that we're rebuilding all of our websites. We're redoing all of our branding with Pete and Brand Alive. So it's like they've been big roller coaster. I feel like dragging knuckles to, you know, elation and floating around. So they've been so a lot of stuff in 2022 has been a lot of uplifting things that we're doing. Yeah, that's great. What you know, what I hear in in the evolution of of the energy we have in our business, you know, sometimes down at the lowest level. The, what we call the catabolic level okay. is sort of this, like I'm getting crushed or like I'm always stuck. I can't get out of this, this yeah. space. And so we'll fluctuate throughout the day sometimes. And, and uh, what I also like hearing though, about this most recent piece with your sales guy is the idea that it's sort of what we call the level five collaborative energy level. And that's where okay. businesses really need to operate. Yeah. And, and, Business owners need to make sure their staff is kind of operating at level five where mm -hmm. it's the collaborative environment. It's a win-win-win. But what I loved hearing about what, what you just talked about there is internally your sales guy is working with you. So he sees the win internally to shift yeah. Yeah. to that. And then guess what? It's a great product. Yeah. And and then on top of it, the customer wins. Like it is a really valuable thing. So when we say win, win, yeah. win, yeah. it's, it's the, the win of internally with the company doing well and collaborating, mm -hmm. but then you see it on the backside yeah. with the employee, with the uh, customers seeing the value and then like walking away going, wow, we've got some really good information. Yeah. 
Yeah, there there is no when when we when we come away from a call, there is usually it's 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 such great energy, and I I can't call our staff fast enough to talk about it and talk about next steps and you know what can we do next and and even our developers and and our software engineers like they love this new thing that we're doing too because it's pushing the limits of their skills because I've got the easiest job in the world I ask them I'm like this is something I want to be able to track can we do it and you know, and then they have the difficult task of going and figuring out how to do it. So, um, but it's 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 really exciting that everybody on our team is they love this this vertical and our mission. We've always wanted to be the good housekeeping seal of approval. We want to be able to say we are advocates. I can't tell you when I first started out in web development, it was very challenging because I would talk to somebody and they're like. I am, this is the third time I've gone to Starbucks to meet somebody and give them 50% for my website and I never hear from them. So there's a lot of bad actors in graphic design all the way from being a solo graphic designer to an agency that holds hostage the analytics and skews it, you know, sometimes to be in their favor where you feel like if you leave that agency, then things are going to suffer. So that is our mission is being able to empower business owners, one, to not be afraid of metrics and for it to not be so daunting and say, hey, this is pre-built. Here's your task list. Here's where you need to go and have them feel like, and that's kind of the big light bulb for us is when a client can say, hey, I understand what push-pull marketing is now. Thank you for that because now I can go and talk to my team about why we should start doing marketing in this area. So the education part of it has been really, really cool. Uh, when I was in the Air Force, when I was doing medical uh, uh, NCO uh, training, I would get in front of, on the base theater, in front of hundreds of people, and I would have to teach them on Geneva Convention, Law of Armed Conflict, and pre-Desert Storm, it was a snore fest. So I would take three by five cards and I'd go down to like medical supply and I would talk to a medical supply clerk, clerk and I would say, read this three by five card. And then I would stand up in front of 300 people with candy in my BDUs and I would say, who can tell me what percutaneous transluminal coronary, I'm sorry, who could tell me what PTCA is? And a little medical clerk, airman first class would stand up and say, well, it's percutaneous transluminal coronary angioplasty. And everybody was awake and I would throw him candy. And so, you know, pre, pre-desert storm, uh, you know, the ground war, like nobody was listening. And they, but then, um, they started to when we started having that approach. So, and when Desert Storm kicked off, everybody was a lot. Uh, they were very appreciative. People come in and say, I am so glad I know what this is now because of candy throwing and PTCA. Yeah. Yeah. yeah thank you. Th- this is a good um, analogy, really, to what you're doing with your business, right? You're taking yeah. information that people don't know a whole lot about, what the significance yeah. of that information is, and then and then providing something that gives them context. Yeah. We we see advertisement all the time for these greatest, latest, latest greatest 
most improved service or that product. Mm -hmm. But what, what it means is like, well, I don't know what that, what I'm getting. So when you are clear on what people are getting, then they're much more likely to buy. Right. And much more likely to go, Oh, I relate to that. Like I need that. Right. Right. Yeah. Good. Good. Well, this has been great, um, Jimmy, hearing about your business and hearing about the ups and downs that you've had so far. Tell me, uh, this is a question I asked everybody, okay. is if you could meet anybody deceased or living, who would that be and why? I I kind of thought about it, you know, when, when you asked me last week, and I've been thinking about it the whole time. And I went to my shelf and I was looking and I saw your book. And then I saw a book I read about uh, from Mike Rowe. And I think if I could meet anybody, it would be Mike Rowe. And I think one of the big questions I would have is, um, does he do all of his writing? Uh, Because he is one of the most eloquent and even keeled writers. Because, you know, you see some of his stuff on social media and, and the way he responds to, you know, negative comments and stuff like that. He's just very eloquent. I just, I love his mission and I love what he stands for. Um, so yeah, that would, I'd, I'd love to have some coffee, uh, coffee with micro. That would be pretty cool. If you, if you know him, that would be wonderful as well. Yeah, no, for sure. That's a great, great uh, person to meet and talk to. And, and like you said, um, he is a master at storytelling, yeah. but if he's also writing that content too, amazing, right? The, yeah. the ability to relate to the average person yeah. and say, Hey, this is pretty cool. You that guys should listen to this, you know? Yeah. yeah. What, uh, what about you? Who would be yours? Oh gosh. Um, I, for me, I have often been a fan of Thomas Jefferson, oh, just wow. the inquisitiveness, the statesman, the innovator, um, just the ability to to try to think. So what I really love is not only was he sort of left brain, logical, brilliant mind, but then on the right brain side, like he just had this innate sense when he wrote the declar helped write the Declaration of Independence mm-hmm. and, and put those pieces in. That was a f- you know ahead of his time massively, right? And we talk about the Bill of Rights today and the things mm-hmm. that we have from that. So so I think about his statesmanship and in uh, France and then the ability to, to create new things and loved farming, all that kind of stuff. You know, he was way ahead of his time. And so that kind of whole man concept is okay. I would love to talk with him. Interesting. Yeah. Good. Well, Hey, Jimmy, thank you for being on the show. This was a Sir. great episode for sure. Pleasure. And I love hearing about your business. And if people want to get a hold of you as, as a person or for the company and for the, for the work you do, how can they do that? Probably best way is uh, LinkedIn, uh, Jimmy Weeks. Okay. All right. And then your website, what, what, what's that? Uh, internetstrategylabs.com. Okay. Very good. All right. Well, thanks again for being on the show today, Jimmy. Thank you. Wish you the Appreciate best. It. All right. Thank you, too. Take care. Thanks for listening to Energy of Business Moments with your host, Michael Seip. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates and we will see you on the next episode.